Welcome to Small But Mighty, a podcast for kids by kids. We are going to talk about the ways kids can make a difference in the world. So if you are a kid who wants to spread joy, learn how to enjoy the people around you, or just convince your parents to buy the next toy you ask for, then this is a podcast for you. We might we may be small, but we can still do mighty things. Hi, Mrs. Orsini. I'm so excited to talk about our topic today, which is good things that happened through COVID. And before we get started, can you tell us, you and my listeners, a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, So I am Mrs. Orsini. I am the assistant principal at Jordan Creek Elementary and Westridge Elementary in West Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I've been in this role. This is my second year. um, And then I've also worked as a teacher across our district. I'm also a mom to a fourth grader that Molly knows and a previous podcast guest, um, as well as an eighth grader. So, some examples of some good things. Um, So, spring is coming, and so some positive changes that I think are positive from um, COVID. I we got we get to spend more time with our family, and we got to go to the Ozarks more. And you just get some more lounging around time. So, Mrs. Ursini, I am sure it was very stressful for teachers and administrators in the spring. Can you tell me what it was like? Yeah, so when we when we left last spring break about this time. We, we thought we were coming back. When we said goodbye to students over spring break, like we do every year, we had, we had no idea. We thought we would see everyone. I think one of our neighboring school districts had said that they were gonna take a little longer spring break, but, but we really at first didn't know what to expect. And then we announced that school was gonna be closed for a week or maybe two weeks. And, and for, at that first part, right after spring break, about this time last year, we were really still planning about how are we going to come back safely when this had this had passed. Um, and then we learned that we weren't going to be coming back for the rest of the year. And it was real. It was really sad to be honest about it because our school was empty. So our principal and I still came to work most days, but it we were the only ones in the building with our custodian and it's kind of like taking the heartbeat out of a school when you take all the kids and you take all the teachers away. And so it was kind of a lonely, empty place because you knew that school and all that fun end of the year celebrations of learning should be happening. uh, And they weren't in the same way. And then the second part of our spring was really starting to plan as we went into summer about how were we gonna come back safely? And so a lot of time in the 
spring and into the summer was spent figuring out what do we need to do to bring kids back safely? And if kids and families don't feel comfortable coming back, what can we offer and provide so that everyone can still be learning? Yeah, things did come out of that too. Like of us staying home, we ought to like spend more time with our families, have like more, cause like most, when COVID wasn't here, like we, uh, uh, in our family, we had a ton of activities at night and we didn't really get to see our family as much. But when COVID happened, we kind of got to see them more. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Molly, you kind of said this. You also, what I noticed was lots of our students had time to do some different things, to become, they, lots of, a lot of our students became a different type of learner because there wasn't teachers always right there to direct their learning. Um, so I know we had kids doing some service activities, going around and trying to spread kindness. They had more time with families. They were trying learning about different things they were interested in. And so there, there was good, although we weren't here at school, there was some good that came out of that time for our students. Yes. What did you think went well with schools being closed down last spring? Yeah, so I think the first part that I think went well was, I think students became different types of learners. One of the most important things that we really work hard for is to teach our students to learn with a purpose and make a difference. And so lots of times in school, there's a teacher there to help someone figure out what they're supposed to learn. But as adults and to really be independent, lifelong learners, you have to figure out how to sometimes be in charge of your own learning. And so I know we had lots of students take on special projects. Um, the other really exciting thing that kind of happened during the spring was we had extra professional learning time with our teachers. Um, so teachers keep learning things. We have meetings each week. Um, but we did lots of learning around what, with our teachers, around what we call social-emotional competencies. So thinking about how do we help students to regulate their emotions? How do we help students to make responsible decisions? And so we had a little bit, because teachers weren't in classes all day with students, we had extra time with them to learn more um, and build our skills as adults. Yeah. So some examples of what we did as a family is, since it was spring, we got to have some more bonfires. We have like this traveling bonfire thing in our backyard. We got to have some more bonfires than we normally get to. And we went camping in our own backyard, which was really fun. And we got to do some arts and crafts. And we watched movies. There's some fun things that we did as a family. Did you have any relationships relationships that were strengthened during this time? Yeah, so the first thing I think of is a lot like your family, Molly. Our family had those things too. I said I had an eighth grader and a fourth grader and they were busy with activities and sports and things like that. And, and probably just like your family, we hit the pause button. And so it was really special to have some extra time at night um, 
to play together, to be outside, to go on family walks. We adopted or we, we got a new puppy um, during that time as well. And so that, that, was, that was a fun new addition to our family. The other relationship that I think about when I put on my, my principal hat is our, I'm one of eight elementary, um, we're one of eight elementary buildings, so there are nine elementary administrators. And so we work together as a team a lot, and we strengthened our relationship as a team because we had to work together. There is, there's no one that's ever None of us had ever led a building through a pandemic before. And so we really strengthened our relationships and our teamwork and had to synergize in order um, to make it safe for students and teachers to come back to school and to help figure out how to do online learning for some of our students. Yeah, had the time during COVID to launch my podcast. Yeah. Did you take the time to try anything new and finish your project? So something new that I think, I'm going to answer kind of in two ways. I think something new that every teacher has really in our, in our school has tried is figuring out how to learn with students when they are not in your classroom. Um, so one thing new that I worked on was developing a Canvas course, which is which our teachers use when they are learning something new. Uh, but that's that's been a whole. We had a, kind of a three-year plan for where we wanted um, teachers to be in terms of using technology, and we we did that plan in less than six months. Um, so we we moved and learned a lot really quickly. Um, personally, I had um, been trying to find time to keep track of kind of like scrapbooks of documenting our family's story and those special memories. And so I got all caught up for the last 10 years uh, with, with some extra time at night on um, our family's story. Mm. That's something good. Year during school, what I am thankful for. I get to be in person, which is pretty good. And I like it better how like we get to eat in our classroom because it's not as loud as the lunchroom because there aren't two grades in there at the same time. And if we're in our classroom, we sometimes if like the teacher set it's us by our friends, like with our speech, we can sit by our friends. And we still don't really get to choose who we sit by, but I just think it's better that one. I like it better when we sit in our classroom for lunch. What did you notice in the halls and in the moods of students that were able to be in person this year? Yeah, it was a really, it was really emotional at first for people to come back in the building, but I really think students and teachers have been so excited, if that's what their family chose, um, to be back here in person. We sometimes talk, um, and you, Molly, you've probably heard our guidance counselor talk about this, but even with a mask on, you can still tell if someone is smiling with their eyes. 
And that's what we saw. We saw lots of sparkles and smiles and air hugs and just really happy um, to be back where, where we were supposed to be. I think that's what our, our teachers over the summer and over the spring and, and I really missed being around kids. Um, we became teachers because students and their future is important to us. And so it was really, there's just a really positive energy that you could feel throughout the building. And I felt the same way when we came back in January, it was a really cold day, um, but we had teachers out in the parking lot. We had music, we were cheering because we were so excited to be back together. Yeah. Now that the school year is coming to an end, what are some of the things you think we can celebrate? Oh gosh, I think there is a lot to celebrate in this year. Um, the first thing that jumps to my mind is our sense of community. We, talk, uh, we talked a lot before the pandemic about how we are better together. But that's, I think we now know that in a different way. I was, I've heard a lot of students and teachers talk about how they've worked together with different people because of the pandemic. And so I think that that sense of community has really grown in our school over the last year. And it's probably the biggest thing to celebrate out of the pandemic. Um, some other pieces that, you know, Molly, you kind of said this, you talked about how you really like to eat in the classroom. And I think there's some things that we have done because of the pandemic, but we're gonna find out that we maybe like them better. Um, like one of those things is for me is I think it's really nice when the weather is good that students walk outside to special and that's a really like silly kind of thing but I think it's really nice to get fresh air during the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you think that too but so some of the work that um, I will do and some that our leadership teams will do over the next um, few months is to ask teachers and ask students, what are we doing differently now that we maybe don't want to go back to? Uh, I think we have some really cool things happening with technology and how students are able to share their thinking, like through Flipgrid or in a Canvas discussion uh, that I don't think we will go back to. I think there's some pieces that we'll probably be ready to say goodbye to at the end of this year. Um, but I think there's some other big wins that we will learn lessons from. Um, some other just I things I think are worth celebrating this year are we have a nutrition department. Um, and I had always kind of taken it for granted how kids get lunch at school. And I have learned that that's a really intricate process. Um, but one really cool thing out of this year is that students, if they have wanted it, have had free breakfast and free lunch. Um, I think we've also seen some differences at recess. I think there are some pros and cons to this one, but it's we are in like recess zones right now. And so one thing I've noticed for some kids is they've developed some, I think, deeper friendships because they got to know kids better because you're together all day long and aren't necessarily mixing. And I think some of those friendships are another thing that we can celebrate and learn from. Yeah. Another positive thing is, so Glenn really likes Sonic, 
but he didn't try. He's in this running program now, but he wouldn't be in it if COVID didn't happen because he was didn't have time. And he ended up really into it. Then Isaac got really into it, and then I was really into it. So we all kind of got to watch and try a new thing. That's really, that's really cool. I like how it kind of spread through your family. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mrs. Orsini, for your time. I have one last question for you. If you could go back in time and talk to your nine-year-old self, what advice would you give? Oh, that's a good question, Molly. I think I would encourage my nine-year-old self to be herself. It, it took me a long time to figure out what I was really good at, what my strengths were. And I think for a long time, I tried to have other people's strengths. But what I've come to know is I am at my best when I am truly being myself. And when I am trying to really think what, what am I good at and how can I help other people with that, using my talents and my strengths. So I think I would encourage my nine-year-old self to, to be herself, to, to figure out what she's good at and be herself, and also to smile a lot. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Small But Mighty. We post a new podcast every Tuesday and Friday. We may be small, but we sure can do mighty things. Subscribe and keep on listening.